0: Perception. Perception. Is. is reality. Reality. Alright, thank you for joining me on this very special edition of Perception Is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbury. This episode will actually be broke into three separate parts. Episode 47D, as in Democrat. Episode 47L, as in Libertarian and episode 47-R, as in Republican. And as you can probably guess, we're going to be talking to candidates from the city of Muncie running for the office of mayor, Democrat candidate Terry Witt Bailey, Libertarian candidate Steve Smith, and Republican candidate Dan Reidenauer. These episodes will be broken up into three individual segments where you will be able to listen to just your specific candidate. But the hope is that you will listen to all three segments. That way you can compare and contrast what all three candidates have to say. Again, you're listening to Perception Is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. And after this quick break, we'll get into our candidate interviews.
1: Now we go on the
0: record with a one-on-one interview designed to engage, entertain, or
1: enrage you. Perception Is Reality. On the record.
0: All right, we are back with this very, Very special edition of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey, and you're listening to episode 47-R, which is our candidate interview with Muncie Republican mayoral candidate Dan Ridenauer. Mr. Ridenauer joins us on the phone, so thank you for being with us.
1: It's my pleasure, Chris.
0: Very good. And so getting right into it, let's just find out why you are the best choice for the voters of Muncie in this 2019 municipal election.
1: Well, I think there are a couple of reasons. Number one, the, the city certainly has some financial issues. And um, more than any of the others, I, other candidates, I certainly have a, a financial background that I think will will definitely come into play as we work through the city's budgets and the, and the direction the city goes. Uh, So I think that's one Uh, the fact that I have um, I managed lots of people as a regional manager with, with mutual bank, um, multiple locations and multiple counties. um, I think that also uh, will, will play in well uh, as the city has uh, also has obviously has multiple departments and and many, many employees. So I think those are a couple of things that will play in well. And then I also have a lot of, um, I have council experience. So I have a, an understanding, um, certainly not everything, but I have an understanding of how the legislative side of, uh, and city council side of our government is to operate. And I'm, um, so I'm attuned to that. Um, and I'm respectful of their of the city council's role in running an effective city government. Um, and, uh, you know, when you when you're up there and you have to vote, um, it's a little different than when you're out in the audience and you're listening to votes. Uh, sure. You really have to make decisions that are, are more thought out and more measured. Um, and so I think that is uh, another thing that I think will come into play. And then I think my personality style uh just my demeanor um i'm i'm one who is able to uh, uh, i think be consistent with my approach uh, with pretty much everybody and and i think that will play in well as as well i'm i'm not one who um uh it very easily jumps off uh off the deep end and 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 uh you know and i and i just think that style will be very beneficial for our city as well.
0: Absolutely. Very good. Well, moving on, uh, something that we talked about in the interview in May, and then uh, something that everybody has talked about, candidates, supporters, voters for the last quite some time, uh, corruption. I think it's turned out to be a little bit more of a buzzword, or it's turned out to be a little bit of rhetoric that people talk about, I would like to hear a few actionable plans that you would put in place to make Muncie a better community to live, work, and play.
1: Well, certainly, um, the we will have an open, honest, and transparent government. Um, I on the council have received, uh, you know, and, and I actually had to testify uh, in court over in Hamilton County. Um, was brought as a um, t- to testify about whether or not I received certain emails that were financials regarding a project uh, and I'm sitting on the I'm sitting on the council and was not part of these emails now of course I didn't receive them so I didn't know about them but the attorneys hand it to me uh, would you please read this email and I read it the section they wanted me to read and would you uh, please tell us who this email was sent to and I'd read off the names and it was it was five of the council members um, and was your name on this list no so I one of the my main focuses for even running for mayor is to make sure that all council members because every district in and all at-large uh, council members should have an equal vote uh, and have equal information And so one of the main reasons I'm running is to make sure that everybody, regardless of political party, regardless of their leanings, regardless of whether they are, uh, you know, regardless of any situation, will receive the information at the same time. I have had to file freedom of information requests multiple times as a city council member, and I've been left off emails, emails, as have other council members, multiple times. Uh, when maybe the information might not have been helpful. And so that is one of the things I want to stop. So I will put in place that we're going to make sure everybody has the information and I'm going to make sure the public has it. Now we, we do have, as of, um, October, we are now seeing the, and I view this as a huge success. I'm not upset about this at all. I'm thrilled, but the, the actual ordinances that are up for, that were up for vote in October showed up on the city's website. I think that's a great step yeah. uh, and I would take it further. We still have old ordinances that are not up and, and so there's some updating we need to do, but you will, you will, people will be able to know what is happening in their city uh, when I am mayor. So that's, that's number one, um, as far as the corruption side of it. The other things that we're gonna put in place, uh, back in my first year, I saw an issue uh, and I tried to solve it um, but it was um, it was voted down by the council. Clearly, the insiders didn't want to make the changes. But it was it was to put an extra step in that would make sure that the that the powers that be uh, were fully aware of what was happening as far as bidding processes. So that document, which was 39-16, got voted down in introduction. Um, you know, I'm going to ask the new council to uh, to put that into play. Yeah, uh, And if they don't, I will make it part of our operational procedures that, um, you know, I, I want to make sure that we are doing things properly. And if it slows down the government, so be it. I right. just want it to be right.
0: And that kind of uh, speaks to another question. Something that I have found and, in my opinion, is concerning with the city of Muncie, and I found this in the, over the last couple months looking into what's going on in Muncie, is that the elected officials, a large portion of the people on the council, and various other appointed officials who are conducting business within the city, either with each other or business people outside of the city government, or just whoever that they're conducting business with, are doing so on private email accounts rather than email accounts that are provided to the city. Now, I know that... An elected official is going to do what an elected official wants to do. But I guess the question would be, as mayor, what would you do to work with your department heads, to work with your employees, to work with the other elected officials, to maybe put in a resolution, an ordinance, a policy in place, so that all officials, all people who are conducting business on behalf of the city of Muncie are doing so on city-issued email addresses because that just opens the door for public access issues. You know, God forbid someone passes away or someone leaves or resigns and is angry, you know, and they take all that information in that they've been working on in with, you know, with them, with their private email, instead of being a, you know, counselor, district one, counselor, district two at city of Muncie, you know, so, and so what would you do sure. or what's your opinion on that?
1: Well, I know that, uh, that I was assigned a, uh, an email address and, uh, quite frankly, I had difficulty using it, um, and that's, that's why I started using my Yahoo. It was just easier. I'm not a big technology person. Sure. I'm more of a people person. Um, so I'd rather call somebody up or meet with somebody. Um, but for me, it became a challenge. And my laptop hasn't worked for some time. The city did issue laptops. And we just had, I think there have been some technology issues. Uh, so I don't know that that's top of my list. But I do know that um, just giving you uh, it probably should move up the list as I think about it because as I look at my employer, um, they do require um, they re- they require a similar type step uh, that when I'm doing um, emails for my employer that I I do those um, in a certain fashion. So I, I, it's certainly something that should be looked at.
0: Sure. Okay, very good. Um, Also approaching the topic of something that's been discussed for a good period of time, what might be looked at as a quote-unquote culture of corruption within the Muncie Police Department for various reasons. How, as mayor, will you work with repairing this, dealing with your appointed chief and deputy chief and the other brass on the police department? How How are you looking to repair that, between the police department and the citizens that they serve and protect.
1: Well, and this is this is an issue that, that we certainly are are faced with. Um, it's it's unfortunate, and it's it's one of those situations where I know that the the vast majority of the police officers do an excellent job and get along well with the public. Um, and so, my main thing will be: I want a chief that will enforce. The internal rules of the police officers, with no exceptions, uh, you will enforce those rules. Now, that doesn't mean somebody's terminated necessarily, depending on the offense, not necessarily with one uh, offense. But everybody has to be treated the same within the department. Uh, there can't be any favoritism and there can't be any, anything let go we we have to hold ourselves in the police department to a high standard the highest standard Um, and until we do that um, i think you're gonna you're not gonna have the same type of public support uh, that is possible and so i have just seen some i have heard and been made aware of some situations where uh, that hasn't been the case and i think that is the root of the problem so It'll be important that we get somebody in place who will who will set the rules and then um, make sure that those rules are followed within the department. Absolutely. As far as building relationships with with the um, with the public, um, I uh, there there will be a number of ways to do that. But I have talked about having monthly meet and greets. uh, The police chief or the deputy chief or a designee depending on their schedules will be with me at those events. Sure. I want the public be able to get to know who is in charge, who they should go to if they have a question or a concern, uh, and they need to be responded to promptly. They need to be responded to, uh, appropriately and, uh, they will find that. So they'll, they'll have those opportunities. Um, and, um, you know so that that those would be some of the things i think mostly the department has to do a better job of enforcing the rules within the department and i think the rules within the department if followed will eliminate some of the the investigations that have currently uh, occurred
0: absolutely very good moving on uh, the question has changed a little bit because of the results of monday night's meeting the original question to you would have been how do you plan to move forward if elected with the 2020 budget? But since that has now changed and we have reverted back to whoever will be elected will be dealing with the budget from 2019. What are your thoughts there? Or, you know, do you want to speak to the people that are listening about how you plan to govern if elected as your first year under the 2019 budget, or give any thoughts about maybe why the 2020 budget did not go forward?
1: Well, I think, again, it was uh, clearly the concern, many of the concerns that were stated that night at the council meeting were about lack of communication. Um, But it is a last minute process, the way it's set up currently. (laughs) Excuse me, I've been fighting a cold. You're fine. I will tell you that the 2019 budget has a lot more money for the streets than the 2020 budget has. And that's one of the main reasons I was opposed to the 2020 budget. I felt like we were being hamstrung uh, in that first year, whoever the mayor was going to be, and I intend for it to be me, um, was certainly hamstrung a little bit with that 2020 budget. Um, But uh, I I think the communication was uh, a challenge. And part of it was that the the amounts that had to be cut uh, was substantial. And uh, I know the finance committee worked long and hard um, to make the cuts, but I think you've got to, we've got to do a better job of communicating with the departments throughout the entire budget process. The other thing that you will see in July, I will present as mayor, I will present a budget for 2021 to the city council and to the public. Um, I will present that. And then the city council can then work with the mayor, with me uh, to make, hey, we don't, we don't think extra money in this department is good. Or, or they can explain to me why they don't want more for parks or more for streets. Uh, and they want, um, or they want less for this or more for that. Uh, we'll work through that process, but we want, I want to start it a couple of months earlier. Let's get through this communication phase in the beginning so that when we get down to the end, we don't have people feeling like they were left out of the process. Yeah, um, I, I don't. Be, I, I honestly don't believe that it's uh, you know, there's always two sides to every, you know, no matter how thin you slice bread, there's always two sides. Right. Um, and so I I, I I don't I know the finance committee did the best job they could with the information they had. Um I do think we could improve the communication, but I didn't see a lot of department heads in the uh, budget committee meetings either. So it's a two way street. um, But I will do what I want to do is get the process started earlier and have the process start from the head of the city government, which is the mayor, and work its way through the approval by the city council. And the city council can help us make whatever adjustments they deem appropriate. We'll work together with the departments, and that's how I will run the city. Sure, uh, we'll, we want to start it earlier, and then try and just do it right, and and make it um, um, everything available to as early as possible.
0: Right, and, and the other the other aspect there, and of course, as mayor, you can't force the council to do many more as far as participation, but I'm always disappointed to see that more council members don't attend the finance committee meetings and are listening so that they're, you know, it's, it's hard for the council to say, well, we weren't aware of what was going on when they could have easily attended the same meetings that you did and that, you know, others did during those finance meetings. So um, that's something that hopefully we can, resolve in the future as well. Um,
1: Well, and and, and along those lines, I know I'm kind of going on here, but uh, I know the county council, I believe they probably still have a finance committee, but I think the whole county council works together on the budget. And that may be a model to follow or to consider. Sure.
0: Well, and along those lines, in my home community in Winchester, we don't just have a two or three person finance committee. The entire council makes up the finance committee and they have regularly scheduled meetings during the month of July, August, September and into October when they're working on the budget and the department heads come in. The public is welcome to come in. It's an open meeting. There's never any thought of having a closed-door meeting and the entire five-person council works on the budget with the city clerk and the department heads, and the mayor, all working together. And so moving on, another question along the lines of budgeting. There are two positions in the city of Muncie government, the deputy mayor position and the deputy controller position, that I've said for quite some time, and I've said to all three candidates, that if these positions had been in place over the last four to eight years, that maybe some of the issues that Muncie is currently facing might have been prevented or avoided, or at least there might have been other eyes and other hands involved so that there could have been another form of checks and balances just to ensure that things weren't going wrong. As mayor of Muncie, will you approach the council and ask for those positions to be refunded so that your administration would have a deputy mayor and a deputy controller?
1: Well, I would think that the, the 2021 budget um, will probably be set up with some different scenarios. Okay. That would be my guess. So I would, I would be, um, you know, I, I, I would clearly be in favor of looking at what are areas where we need to improve. And then trying to get more people to help with those areas. Absolutely. And then also looking at what are areas that we're doing well and let's move somebody from here to there to where we have a need. Um, so uh, I'm going to look at all of that type of reorganization. Um, there, 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 I think there, there's some overlap and there's certainly an opportunity to, to ask the council as the mayor. I think you present your budget and uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see some of those items uh, in the 2021 budget.
0: Sure. Very good. For this next question, I would like to kind of pinpoint where you stand on city ran fire based EMS and what your thoughts on that are. I know since we've had the council meeting back in last week, We've heard a little bit of your thought on this, but for the listeners here that might not have attended or might not have heard the meeting, where do you stand on the city of Muncie running a buyer-based EMS?
1: Well, where I am is in, I'm in limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will tell you that um, after the Wales facility, I decided that um, I was going to dig into this uh, pretty heavily, Um, And so it's a couple of the things that I've acquired. Number one, I I immediately went to Heartland. I called them. And then I went through and and visited the facility, (coughs) including their call center garage and and, and, um, and with the president, Mr. Jackson, Mm -hmm. um, to get a feel for who and what this company is. You know, I've seen the ambulances, but I didn't really know what they did uh, and was really quite impressed but i also told him that i'm i'm a supporter of delaware county ems uh, and i'm not real excited that the city chose to uh, pick heartland as the um as the als provider um, but i i know that i know the city's stance and why why they why they made that determination and it's my intention to to get together with the commissioners um, and the appropriate of people from the county, and see if we can work something out after January comes along. Um, it, uh, I, one of the things that I compared is I looked at what are the what are the run times? Yeah. And I, I pulled all this data. I pulled what uh, what are the run times in these first four days? So it was the Monday through Thursday. Yep. What were the run times in the week before when it was not the uh, city based? Uh, EMS. And then what were the run times a year ago? Yeah, And this is how I work. I do not just make snap decisions based on emotion. Um, and what I, uh, what I'm finding is there's not a lot of difference. And so I didn't see a big negative turnaround. Um, clearly the, um, but I, I also am concerned that, and that we have, um, Delaware County EMS ambulances closer to, to some people that are not being utilized. I just think the answer is somewhere in the middle, folks. And let's just find that answer. Um, and I think we can make everyone happy. Um, you know, and, uh, and I think we can, we can serve the public better, all of the public and all of the county and all of the city, if we can come up with a solution together. And I'm confident we can make that happen. I'm I'm very confident we can make it happen, but I'm I'm in limbo. I was supportive of introducing it because it doesn't change anything, um, but I have not been a fan of the way it's been done. I have not been excited at all about how they have tried three different methods to go around the council. Um, I, I just don't think that's appropriate. I th- I think communication is the key piece. And almost any agreement or disagreement, Uh, good communication brings agreement, bad communication brings disagreement. Um, And I I just, I'm not a fan of how it was started. Um, But over this year and a half process or whatever it's been, um, I think uh, the fire department has scaled back and scaled back uh, to where it's now, I think it's gotten to where it's manageable for the fire department. Um, and could be beneficial for the County, but I'm not certain of that yet. And I still have some research to do in, in that, in that area. So I'm, I'm in the middle, sure. not a hundred percent certain where I'm going. Uh, but I will, I will get the data and make sure I do what's best when the, the vote comes up. And well, it's, I guess it's November, but that's just for pricing. Yeah, I still think the city and County have to come together. And, and, I and I don't, I, at this point, I, I hope that they can, um, yeah. You know, but I, I'm not in a position to make that deal. Sure. Because I am not the, the current mayor, um, and so I cannot make that deal.
0: Yeah. Well, and one of the things that seemed kind of concerning to me about this is it it appears as though, and this I might be looking at this wrong, but it appears as though you have one group, the city, the city, we'll just call it the city and the county, which that's what it is. You've got the city saying one thing. And you've got the county saying another thing, but from what it sounds like, they're not saying two different sets of things. W- one side saying this and one side is saying the exact opposite. And generally when that happens, you know, I, I kind of question what's going on because you've got, you know, if you're saying the exact opposite of what I'm saying, You know, one of us is saying what's actually going on and the other's not. And so that's kind of seemed concerning. I've recently pulled the records like you did for September 30th through October 7th of this year. But then I also pulled the records from that same time period in 2018, 2017, and 2016. And I've yet to get those, but uh, I've also requested the dispatch times and the dispatch arrivals during those same periods. And then I also requested the makeup of who was on what trucks, meaning what level of certification for each of those trucks during those days of those same time periods. So it'll be interesting when that information comes to light. I should have that here coming up soon. Um, very good. Well, uh, moving on, we've only got a few other questions here to ask, you, and I want to thank you again uh, for joining me. We are currently uh, talking with the Republican candidate for mayor of Muncie, Dan Reidenauer. You have talked here recently about your concern with um, HR and hiring practices within the city government. Um, what are your plans to revamp that or to... You know, what what are your concerns with what's happened or is there something that's been going on and or what are your plans to improve upon whatever you think is happening currently?
1: Well, um, I don't I I don't have any um, I don't have any nor am I looking for any proof uh, that anything has been done wrong. Um, So I want to state that first. Um, I have been uh, I have received hearsay from city employees. That, uh, you know, I've worked here and so-and-so's worked here for 10 years and they bring in somebody and they've got a last name. And so, you know, and I've not verified all that. We hear those stories and we, we, um, we can believe or not those stories. I will tell you that I am going to, uh, I am going to put in a new HR director. Um, I think we need to start fresh pretty much across the board. Um, I had, uh, you know, th- there may be a couple, uh, but I, I just think we need these, we need fresh approaches, we need different approaches and I think it's, um, so, and HR is one, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to condemn what the current HR department has done. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say that, uh, I am going to replace, uh, the HR director, um, as part of, as an appointment, um, and um mainly i just want i I want to we look at the um we just we're going to follow standard employment hiring practices period um and that that's what's going to happen Um, so I, i think that's about the gist of it we're gonna we're gonna treat it like a business
0: Absolutely. Let me ask you your thoughts on this. Now, and it's a little bit different because the city of Muncie does a really good job with live streaming their meetings and and events. But I know that there have been a lot of people who have said, yeah, I enjoy that I get to watch the meetings live stream and I get to ask a question. But the question I might have Nobody's really responding to because I'm asking the question to the people who are sitting on the council and they're not seeing it right then. And I would much rather be able to attend the meetings. So as mayor, what is your plan to work with your boards and your committees and the council and other elected and appointed officials to maybe improve uh, the, the citizens' ability to attend meetings? We have currently some meetings that happen in the middle of the day or first thing in the morning when a lot of folks are at work. So what's your plan there?
1: Um, I will tell you that I I feel that the city council meetings are at the right time uh, for the city council meetings. Most of the, uh, all ordinances, all resolutions, and the financial aspects of the city all occur at that time. And I think having a meeting at 730 is the most appropriate time. Some of the other boards that meet um, at eight thirty or ten thirty or eleven um, those may not be as easy to attend, but i haven 't really looked at i, I haven 't really decided how we can adjust those. I hate to move everything to the evening because of of staffing issues so uh, that 's not something i've i 've got uh, at top of my agenda, but it's, it's something that we can certainly look at.
0: Okay, last question before we look at final thoughts. You have talked in your campaign about when your mayor bringing all council documents and all other documents to the public the day that they are available to everyone else, putting them on the city's website, on the city's Facebook page, making them accessible by computer, by social media, by some means that the city has. What do you say to the folks that say you have this ability to do this now as a council member and you haven't, or to the folks that say, you know, why wait until you're mayor to do this? Why not go ahead and do this now?
1: Well, you have to be mayor to do that in order to control the city of Muncie website. Here's the thing. I, can, I have placed a number of documents on my Facebook page on social media, but I have 2,193 likes and followers. Those who are not liking and or following my Facebook page do not get to see those documents. We've had, uh, in previous years, so in other words, 68,000 people are being left out of the mix. Right. The the mayor has the ability to make the city have the city place those documents where all seventy thousand people know where they are. People don't have to go onto Facebook and search for Dan or for mayor uh, yeah. campaign site. People don't have to to, to figure out. Oh, cause, I mean, there was a time where I complained uh, or made a comment about I didn't know that there was a. This was a previous year. And I was told, well, it was placed on my Facebook page. And I said, well, was it on your personal page or on your campaign page? Well, it was on their campaign page. I'm not a, I'm not a Facebook friend with either of those pages, so that's <laughs> why I didn't know it had been placed there. Right. That is the problem with one person just placing it on their page and yeah. then feeling like the whole world now knows. The city of Muncie website is where it should be and where all of them should be. Yes. And the ma- it takes someone who has control of that, which I, as a council member, have not had control. In fact, I've had to file public, <laughs> public records requests <laughs> uh, m- multiple times, even as a council member. I right. did not have control of that website. Sure. That's where it should be. That's where other cities have it. And that's where it should be made available and and i will make sure that happens and as i said i congratulate the clerk's office for getting the um the proposed october uh let's see it was the they didn't have the resolution up there but they the the proposed ordinances were up there and i think that is a great step and so now that we know it can be done Let's just make sure it always happens right. and make sure it happens at the same time the council members receive it. If you go to other cities, not all of them, but many other cities, the whole packet is right. That's where the council members get it. The whole public can see the whole packet of the council members. Right. That's the type of thing I'm talking about. And I think it takes a mayor with the fortitude and the desire to make it open and honest and transparent to make that happen. And I believe that's me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before I ask you your final thoughts or your last statement here, if anyone is wanting to find you before now, between now and the election, where, where can people get your information, find you? Do you have anything coming up?
1: Uh, Don't have a lot coming up. Um, There is a um, candidate forum. Uh, The Concerned Clergy have a forum coming up on, tuesday um i don't know all the details off the top of my head i believe it starts at six but it's all candidates okay um and i believe that is at um mm, maybe union missionary baptist church i believe i'm not certain but i believe that's where that is i'm pretty sure that's uh, but that is coming up on tuesday that is all candidates so it's a great opportunity for each of the voters to make a decision on um, every 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 candidate, so I think that's a good opportunity. I don't have any other public events. I will be knocking on some doors. Obviously, I'm attending some uh, some events for various organizations. Um, I, I respond pretty well to email. I don't always um, don't during the day. It's difficult with my job uh, to um, to be on Facebook much. Sure. So I will often look at those at night. So if you put something in there in the morning, you just have to understand that uh, I may not. It's not that I'm not responding. It's just uh, it's not it's when I get home is when I will look at those. Um, so just keep that in mind. But it's probably best to use the email address that's on the uh, the city website uh, okay. as my as a contact for me sure but uh, i don't have any i don't have any other events i'll be i'll be knocking on the door so if i come to your door please ask me your questions <laughs> absolutely um, so and um you know and i i really enjoyed it yeah very it's good. been a lot of fun
0: very good so just uh, last thoughts you know your last statement uh to the people who will be listening
1: well again uh thank you chris for uh this opportunity and i really thank you to those who um who listen to this program and Uh, you know, it's, it's important. Local government is where we can make the most impact, in my opinion. And again, that's just in my opinion. I think local government's where you can make the most impact. And it's usually where you are closest to the candidates. So you you have an opportunity to get to know their backgrounds, you have an opportunity to get to know their personalities, um, and how they like to operate. Um, And I believe that with my Council experience with my banking and finance experience uh, and my giving um, heart uh, with all the organizations that I personally work for that are not political appointments. Um, they're they're organizations that I believe in, and that's why I'm on those boards. Uh, that I am the the best candidate. Uh, and best opportunity for Muncie to go a new positive direction, and I'm really looking forward to it. So I ask for each of your vote on November 5th or earlier okay. if you vote early. Yes, uh, but I do ask for your vote, and I really appreciate uh, your support.
0: Absolutely, very good. Well, thank you. Uh, we are wrapping up here with Republican candidate Dan. Right now, are you been listening to the 47-R? episode of Perception is Reality. I want to thank you all for listening and thank Mr. Reidenauer for his time. And I am hoping that you will all choose to listen to the other two episodes in this series. That way you can compare and contrast between the three candidates and use these as a tool to make your decision. You've been listening to Perception is Reality, and I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.